Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yeah! What better way? A little James Worthy coming up here in just a little bit. You Big game. game tonight. Emily's offering movie recommendations that have scarred uh, Amanda for a, a period of time. Did, were you in on this yesterday, Slee? The, 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 the movie recommendation that Emily no, made? No, but I, I will read Amanda's tweet. It says, pretty sure I'm never going to date again after watching the movie Fresh on Hulu. <laughs> Okay, and let I me ex- don't know, I don't know the context there. <laughs> let me explain. So me and Amanda were, you know, doing some girl chatting in my room and we we're talking about not my room, my office. And <laughs> not having a sleepover, but we were talking about uh braiding each other's hair. Exactly. We we're talking about <laughs> dates, bad dates that we've been on. And I was like, "Hey, I just watched this movie this weekend and I think you should watch it." In my head I was like, "Ooh, she's going to be scarred by this." And so, uh it's the basis of the movie is the first 30 minutes it is a girl who's down on her luck uh, doing the dating, the online dating world, kind of getting like really frustrated by like just not great guys. And so then she meets a guy in a supermarket who it's like, oh, just really flirting, chatting her up. He's a doctor. He's all this. He seems great. And he seems like, OK, this is a really great meet cute. And so they uh, go on a couple of dates. It goes really well. She tells her friends about him. Um, and then he's like, OK, let's go away together. Let's go off and do something That's crazy. I'm and already, so, I'm already concerned here. And so they go away together, and uh, stuff happens when they are away together. And it is it is the best one of the best thrillers I've ever seen in my life. It's also probably one of the most shocking movies I've ever seen in my life. So, so is, he, uh, is it fair fair to say he's a bad dude? He is complicated. Yes. He is a he is he has complicated interpretations of who he is, and so um, yeah, no, it does. It also makes me question any any uh, man who wants to be nice. Any so <laughs> don't well, trust probably anybody. Probably a good rule of thumb, by the way. <laughs> I'm just saying that our d- default settings as men is kind of what's in it for me most exactly. of the time. So just put that through the equation maker when you're deciding whether to go away for some, uh, a quick little weekend with somebody. And like, yeah, meet cutes never happen. Uh, make sure that you have your location services on at all times, or to people that you trust is a good thing too. Uh, and yeah, yeah, again, don't trust men, and also tell everyone you know when you start dating someone <laughs> because they are they'll I be love involved. That that's i love that that's the movie you told amanda hey you should watch this okay <laughs> it is a very good movie though it's it's well done the acting is superb um it has sebastian stan in it from uh he's in marvel he's in a bunch of stuff nowadays he's in pam and tommy uh yeah would recommend i i cannot tell you anymore richard it is a more entertaining <laughs> movie than king richard i would say the least um, so what, what's yeah. the okay hold on let's talk about this for a second because um what how long do you have to be with somebody before you can float the, hey, let's go away for the weekend before it doesn't feel weird? Because there, there is that. <laughs> you get a good coffee. If you have a nice coffee with them after that, you're good for two weeks in the Bahamas. <laughs> can I get you an almond scone with that coffee? And by the way, how does Palm Springs this weekend sound? How do, why don't we go knock that out? want to go to Brazil. <laughs> all right. So as promised, we are joined right now by one of the greatest of all time to play for the Los Angeles Lakers Hall of Famer, James Worthy, joining us right now. James, how are you feeling today? Gentlemen, how are you? Fantastic. Good, good, big game. Thank you. 
So Al and I were talking about this, James, the, that that the Lakers are struggling, I guess, was maybe foreseeable to a degree, right? You bring in a bunch of new players, maybe it doesn't fit together. But in your wildest dreams, did you ever think that this team could find itself in this position? I did not. Um, and I know that, um, you know, every team in the NBA is experiencing the same thing, okay? Injuries uh, early in the season, there was protocol still uh, in play. And, you know, a lot of teams have had, you know, different lineups throughout the year due to injuries and whatnot. And I do understand the Lakers, you know, they've suffered probably more than uh, a lot of teams, you know, um, but they're better than what, than what they've, what they've shown. Uh, yeah, they traded the heart of the team. They, they traded away a lot of chemistry and some youth and guys who were connected, you know, Pope Caruso, uh, Coos was starting to come around. Even, even Mon, even Trez, Montreal was, you know, a part of uh, that chemistry. And so they never have connected. And, and a lot of it is due to, you know, just lack of effort and lack of taking teams seriously. Like, you know, the Houston team, I know they're, uh, the, the, they got the worst record, um, but I think the Lakers are better. But the, it just something's going on that I haven't been able to pinpoint. I don't know whether they have the will to fight out of this or or whether it's just, you know, the morale in the locker room. It's a it's a tough call, but uh it's been it's been one of the worst that, that I've seen. Um, you know, and I've seen them all. Big game, James Worthy taking some time to join us here on the Travis and Sleeva show. Um, you know, it's funny, James, you, the moment you say that, I think that stands out to a lot of Laker fans where you feel like you're walking away from games asking the question of, did this squad, did they, do they care as much as we do or did they give the effort that you were hoping for? Um, one of the more polarizing players in the entire NBA right now has been Russell Westbrook, the conversation about Russ. Why don't you think, and you could just, you know, based on the 60-plus games that the Lakers have played so far, what have you noticed? Why don't you think it has worked? Why don't you think um, things have meshed together? Specifically, Russell Westbrook, uh, hoping for your opinion on that. Well, I think of Russell, and I watched his entire career. He, he's a great player. Obviously, when, you, when you're able to break Oscar Robinson's record and, and triple, you know, a triple double, um, and to have the motor that he has, that's a great, you know, a great player, you know. Uh, but when I also, you know, it's more than than a great player. It, it has to be uh, chemistry. It has to, the, they have to understand one another. It has to flow properly. Um, and so when I look at Russ's career, I mean, I look at the last four years, it's been with four different teams. If I'm if I'm correct, so he's a great player, and he's been able to you know enhance other players around him. But for some reason, it it just hasn't clicked with the Lakers. He hadn't he's, he's he hadn't been able to shoot from the outside. Uh, he well, there's a lot of layups that's missing and turnovers. Um, 
but when you look at his overall numbers, you know, you'd probably take that. Uh, But um, it's not clicking, and it's obvious that he's it's in his head now, and and it hadn't got out of his head. And you know, I don't think all season it was a lot of expectation. Everyone thought that you know the Lakers had a a really great chance to win, uh, minus the injuries and stuff. They just have not even even when they've had, you know, everyone together, they still have not shown. But I think Russell just does it, it hadn't it hadn't clicked. And, and and I know that he's not the the best shooter off the ball and his 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 specialty is getting to the cup and he's that's not really taking place. So I I, I just haven't seen it. You know, he's a great player. I thought thought he'd fit in well, but it's not fitting in. It's not working. I haven't seen it all year long. Excuse me, James. We're talking with Laker legend James Worthy. So kind of with that in mind, and then with something you said a minute or two ago where it looks like there are some nights where the effort isn't there. Whose responsibility is that? To, to the, when the effort isn't there, is that on the coach? Is that on the individual players? When, when you when guys aren't competing at the level that it feels like they should, where does the where does the blame lie? Well, Coach Vogel won a championship two years ago. They were the best defensive team in the league. Um, he's known for that. There have been times, several times this year, where he's, you know. Uh, bench Russ in the fourth quarter because he felt like he wanted to have the team that he thought could win games. So ultimately, the coach is responsible, but I'm old school. I I never had a coach relied on a coach to get me going. It, mm-hmm. it, it wasn't necessary. Uh, his job was to give me the strategy, uh, give me the playbook, uh, a lot of times players do expect coaches to be able to think on their feet and change right away, but I never relied on a coach. I mean, a coach gets on you and they critique you and they push you, but it's up to the players, man. The players are on the floor. The coach is not on the floor. If you're not playing hard, I can understand if you don't like the playbook or you might not like the lineup or you might not like, you know, but if you're not playing hard, that's on the players, especially when they have 20-point leads in the second half, mm-hmm. uh, big leads against teams, and they, 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 they go away. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm not going to put that on the coach. I think the coach job's done during the week. And on game day, the captain has to get the team to respond. Big game, um, final one, uh, and I'm curious to get your thoughts. you got 17 games left. Draymond Green had said something about a week ago, DeAndre Jordan earlier this week, that you can't really still count out the Lakers because it's LeBron James, because it's Anthony Davis. What do you need to see in these final 17 games to um, give some hope that, you know what, this Lakers team can potentially get out of the playing tournament, put up a fight against the Phoenix Suns? Do you think that's still realistic and – you know, certainly from how the Lakers have been playing since the All-Star break, they're just 1-6, so it's incredibly difficult to try to kind of paint that picture in your mind. Yeah, the record, I mean, it it does indicate how they have been playing, but it doesn't indicate how good they are if they could 
get out of their own way, you know. I think with a healthy AD, uh, you know, a, a healthy roster, um, they could click. I remember years ago in the 90s, the Houston Rockets, I think they barely got in, and they ended up winning the championship. Um, they got going. So it can happen. And it's the only thing they got left to do. There's no, there's no, you know, they, they've shown glimpses. You know, they beat Utah before the All-Star break, had a good game against Golden State. Uh, you know, the Clippers beat them because they had a flourish in the fourth. So, but glimpses aren't good enough. So if they decide they want to get out of their way, play the way they can play, and it's got to start on the defensive end. It's got to start down there. Yeah. AD's a shot blocker. He's, a, he's you know, last year, I think they were up 2-1 or something before he got hurt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there, there's a lot of possibility there. And, I you know, I like their chances still. Not necessarily – I don't know if they can go all the way, but I want them to I, – I want them to start playing to the point where they're going to be in a play-in game for sure, ninth or tenth spot most likely. But I want teams to say – yeah, they, they they have potential. If they get a, a healthy roster, get AD back playing, but it's got to be done on the defensive end. And they got to they got to have a meeting of the minds amongst the players. Vogel's done all he can do. I mean, he we know he's a defensive minded coach, but if they get healthy and start to play those they got a tough schedule. And I like the tough schedule because that's going to get them up for these uh potentially playoff teams. So, I never say never. It it does look kind of bleak in some of the uh, body language and stuff, but if they could just get out of the way and start playing the way we know that they have the potential to, and we do need to blend some young players. I mean, we haven't seen none all year long. We we need to have Tucker, Rees, Monk, Ad's young, and to blend in with Carmelo and James and West. There's there's a lot of possibility there if they want it and put it in their minds that that's what they want to do. Laker legend James Worthy joining us here on Travis Lee. Big game, James. Thank you so much for coming on. Appreciate it. You got it. Thanks, James. So, like I was saying, Al, he he said something about who's responsible for a lack of effort. I, I loved his answer, and I want to I want, kind of want to peel the onion on that when we come back. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. I have an idea. Uh, maybe we uh, 
Keep it clean on the airways, James. I'm just kidding. That's by me to say that. Yeah, I was going to say, you of the uh, other word, not not that long ago, his was far more mainstream than the one that you went with, uh, Emily. Not too Uh, long ago. I have no more more marketing ideas besides just Slee everywhere, Slee's face on every uh, marketing product. I think it'll sell like hotcakes. You know what I did? Bankrupt in a month. (laughs) You know what I did during the last break? I, I watched the trailer for Fresh on IMDb. Uh, that looks pretty messed up. It's so good, guys. <laughs> yeah. Go wash it. It looks like that. I, I don't like those. I don't like because, look, how do I say this? One of my great fears is being snatched. Now, it's, un- it's unlikely that it happens to me. I'm snatching I'm, you, I'm, Travis, right I now. I understand. <laughs> I understand that the odds are low, but there's ether and there are people that hide in shadows. And yeah. the next thing you know, I could be in the back of a van being shipped off to another part of the I don't. I don't know. Right, so any movie that involves a snatching, we need is very a team of eleven me. people here, real quick. We're gonna grab Travis when he's not looking, and we're gonna make him do his. Uh, we make him do his show from. She's a voluntarily band. snatched to the movie, by the way. She well, she agrees to go somewhere. It's yeah, not like but he then didn't... that's when it gets haywire, right? It looks like that's when it starts to get weird. I just uh, I'm always assuming the guy that's trying to get that couch in the back of the van is setting it up to snatch me. It's also <laughs> made by Adam McKay, guys. He's a producer on it, so yeah. it's that's uh, a good I one. I love Trav. That the guy helping you with your couch or taking the couch hey, has can you interest just get in the in van snatching and you. Just help me get this couch in the back of the van. Just get in we the got van him. real quick. And then his buddy's in there, and he's got the rag with the ether. And the next thing you know, I don't have any kidneys. Like I just, I don't, I don't know what's going to happen. It's, it's, it's an irrational. Maybe that should have been my irrational fear the other day. Forty-five minutes <laughs> in to them taking you, you'd have convinced them to just go play around a golf. You guys would be hanging out. Give and because you you're aside. always right. I'll give you two aside, and I'll buy the beer. How about we go play right now? Come on. I got clubs enough. I got enough for everybody here. I got a foursome set up. One o'clock. Let's go do it. Uh, right, right. So I could probably talk my way out of a snatching along the way. Um, so James Worthy was with us a minute ago. And I asked him, you know, he, he mentioned in one of his answers that the effort's not good, that the yeah. effort on many nights is not what it needs to be, especially when they're behind, et cetera, et cetera. And I said, okay, who – if that's true, and I think we all agree that it is, you just have to watch. Whose responsibility is it? Is it the players? Is it the coach? Is it, you know, where does it go? And he said, well, as a player, when I was playing, I didn't need a coach to get me going. I was going to go out there and play my game regardless. Um, that Frank Vogel won a championship top defensive team a couple of years ago. So Frank Vogel obviously knows how to get some effort out of guys. He said it's on the players, but he also said it's on the players and the captain of the team. We know that LeBron James is the captain of this team. We know that LeBron James um, is the best player on the team, that he's going to set the tone, he's going to set the mood. How much responsibility does he get for the fact that, not, because LeBron's numbers are great, but that the Lakers roll as frequently as they do, and it happens. They, they, sometimes they have fights, sometimes they don't. But on the nights that they don't, how much of that responsibility falls on LeBron? Do, do you think he doesn't get enough criticism this season? This I, year? I do. I, I think he's played wonderfully, but I, I think he's kind of skated through this without nearly as much uh, responsibility that he actually has. Because he's he's in large part responsible for the roster that they have, at least partially. Yep. And he's responsible. Look, he's still LeBron James. We're still talking about him as one of the best players in the game. In the NBA, if you have one of the best players in the game, it shouldn't be nine games under five hundred. He yes, yes, he deserves criticism. So here's a criticism that he should get. Criticism he should get is 
I think the I think the way the season has played out, maybe you haven't heard enough. I don't know what's happening behind the scenes. I don't know what's going on in the locker room. He might just come out and tell us one thing in a post game interview, but inside he might have ripped the entire team and said, "Guys, are we fighting for this? Do you guys want to be a part of the playoffs? Does do you guys care enough to do this?" And really, he should be including himself in that conversation. But I'm saying from a leadership perspective. That part, I could see it. I could see that from a leadership perspective, there have been way too many plays this year that LeBron, if that's your leader, sets the tone of, well, if LBJ's not getting back on defense, maybe I'm watching him in a play that he didn't get a foul call or something didn't go his way and he's not sprinting on the other end. Let me just play it the other way. LeBron's probably saying, I'm 37 years old. I played 45 minutes in the last game. I'm averaging 37 minutes plus a night. Can you guys make up for a little bit? Because I have to do so much personally in my, you know, in his own um, uh, criteria every single night. I, I think you could look at Braun and say, you know, there, there are definitely times he could be, he could either be a, a better leader vocally or be a better leader just on what you're doing on the floor. When the team's going bad, the best player's responsible for a lot of it. And I'm not saying he hasn't played well, but the attitude of it for sure. And look, here's what happens. And this is when. A lot of that went to Russ this year. It, it, it did, and that's what I saw. Unfairly, I think, to a degree. He's played terribly, but the entire problem is not on Russell Westbrook. But, look, when the team stinks, and this is a bad team, it devolves into I'm going to get mine really fast, really fast, because those, the Lakers that are going into practice, getting ready for tonight's game or whatever they are, they know. They know that they don't have the goods. They don't have the cards to, to make it. They can say whatever they want. Or they the know. want. Or, or the want. So, But that's. I think that comes second. I think the want comes secondly. It's like, hey, this ain't going to happen. Therefore, why would I do X, Y, and Z? I'm going to do what I need to do to get a new deal, to get paid, to get points, to close a record, to do this, to do that. That de-evolution into I'm just going to do me happens fast when the mm-hmm. team is bad. And it, it it almost feels like, I think for the Lakers, it, it's tough for me to say that LeBron's going out there and just wants to get his numbers. Or Russ is going out there every single night and saying, I just want to go get my numbers. I don't feel that these guys are trying to stat chase, but I never feel like this whole thing is... You know, he, he mentioned, Worthy mentioned the chemistry from the last couple of years. There is no chemistry this year. There None. is no... There is no unity. I, let me give you one example. This is an awful example, but this is just one you notice in a game. THT hit a shot. I don't know. Lakers went on a run against the Rockets. THT hits a three, and he felt good about that shot. And timeout Rockets. You know what wasn't happening from a bench perspective? I didn't see the guys jumping off the bench. No. You know, like, there's certain things you I see from certain teams. I mentioned that a couple weeks ago with that block that Monk had at the rim, 100%. right? And, and 100%. It was, it was an incredible play, an incredible that, play, and, and no one give, gave a damn. Nobody. And that, that might sound like it's something super small. No, I think those things matter. I think those do. I think those things do add up. Hey. So there is that, you know, are, are we all fighting for each other or are we just individuals that happen to be on a team? Bad times bring out your worst habits. It, it's kind of human nature. This sucks anyway, so I'm going to make sure that I get what I need to get. All right, this is a great sentence to say out loud. Dave Roberts talked to the media today, and he's talking about the the Dodger roster and how it might change moving forward. Imagine that, Slee. Imagine a baseball conversation taking place in March. We've got it. It's next. It's Travis Slee, 710 ESPN.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. That goes double if I'm getting snatched, by the way. If if I'm worried, just make the snatching fast. Don't don't make it uh, play out. This brings us to Big E, who says, uh, Slee, Trav. So if Trav gets snatched, would the call to Susan be for ransom or an in and out order? <laughs> so I think like that's one of my the tells, right? That if you if you get snatched, you need to have that safety word, like so people know that you've been taken and it's a yeah, secret code. Double double. <laughs> but no, no, because that would be normal. I would have to be something like, no, I don't want a double double. That would be okay. Trav's in trouble. Trav is in in trouble. Somebody Instead help of, him. Yeah, Somebody's got to help him. Send the authorities on the way. All right, so. All sorts of um, interesting Dodger stuff taking place right now. Um, I'm just going to go kind of through Twitter here. Dave Roberts said that Max Muncie will be ready for opening day. That's good news. Um, he said that he's expecting additions to the roster, that they could use some position player and starting depth. He said that uh, seeing Freddie Freeman in a Dodgers uniform, he'd love to see it. Who wouldn't want to see something like that? So it does feel like the Dodgers are kind of clearing the decks to make some announcements on some pitching and maybe some players right there because those are not, hey, we'll see. That is it. Yeah, who wouldn't? And a little bit of pitching along the way. feels like there's going to be some news and some news fast. Do you think they get him? No, I don't because I, I think the Yankees are in. I think the Braves are still a very likely landing spot for him. Um, it would be why open the door, right? It opened the door enough just because it wasn't done right after the season yeah. that I think all the speculation began. But you, you don't think he lands here? Travis is I, always right. I, well, yeah, I am. But this one feels like what's in it for him? Like, I get why the Dodgers want it. Why, why does he want it? You know what I mean? Like, if you put yourself in Freddie Freeman's shoes, what, what is what do the Dodgers have that the Braves don't have that the Yankees don't have? Right? That they're. The Dodgers are a better team than the Yankees right now. The Yankees probably pay him a little bit more money. But if it's about winning, he just won the World Series with the Braves. Mm-hmm. He's on a team that's certainly capable of winning a bunch of games. So why would – I mean, if the Dodgers go crazy term, like if they pay him $40 million a year for sure, you know, a couple of years, maybe they can blow him out of the water that way. But I don't see the win for him coming to L.A. Here, here's the only – I think this is a little bit different. When, when you just won – a World Series like Freeman uh, did, and you spend X amount of years with one franchise, the only thing is, hey, I want to go back home. I want to be back in Southern California. And it's not one of those, well, I want to be back in Southern California, and now I'm sacrificing more opportunities to win. No, no, you can come play for a franchise that has proven over the last 9, 10 years they're going to be in the mix, 
They're going to put the proper players out there. They're going to go out and spend when they need to spend. By the way, they're not going to spend like idiots. They're going to spend properly, and they're also going to build with it. There's, there's nothing really from a baseball perspective that you can look at the Dodgers organization and say, well, I just want to go home. No, no, no. You yeah. can accomplish both of those. You can go home and still compete if that's a play then I, I think Dodgers obviously are in the mix here. But if that's not important to him, then I see what you're saying about the Braves. The, the rub, though, the, the Braves are not they – were not, they were in the National League Championship Series two years in a row, right? They won the World Series last year. They're not just a, hey, we caught lightning in a bottle, and I can't believe we did this. They're really good. He is, he is one of their dudes, right? They, when you think of the Braves – and you're thinking about their all-time greats. You think of Hank Aaron. You think of Dale Murphy. You think of Greg Maddox and Tom Glavin and John Smoltz and that group of guys. The next guy in that group is probably Freddie Freeman. He's an MVP. He's a World Series Chipper. champion. He Chippers in that group for sure. But he's on their level. And, and I get it. Not everybody's Kirby Puckett and George Brett and stays in one spot forever and ever and ever. But he kind of feels like that might be important to him. He's, he's, he is from Southern California, Orange County. But it, he feels like he belongs to the Braves, and he feels more importantly, he feels like one of those guys that kind of values that sort of relationship. I would, I really do think he ends up back in Atlanta. Yeah, I, I think the, I think the conversation, it, it, if you're looking at it from just a baseball perspective, you can't go wrong with either franchise. By the way, the Yankees, the way they do things, not like they're ever gonna not try to win. However, they get there, they get there. But if home means something to him, if hey, I just want to. I did it. We we fi- I I finally did it in Atlanta. They're always going to remember me in Atlanta, and that p- that piece is. Let me start a different chapter, kind of towards the end of his career. That's probably the only angle that they have. Here's the one that I'm most curious about with the Dodgers. Like if they get Freeman, great, awesome. I really believe that Clayton Kershaw is going to come back with the team. What do you do with Kenley Jansen? Kenley Jansen's a free agent. He pitched his you know what off towards the end of last season. He had a bad couple of weeks. He had a bad start to the season, but he will. He was he, a he was really baller. Good. He yes. was really good. Yes. So he's also at that point where you would expect some diminishing returns. It's already happened the last couple of years. Do you shake his hand and say good luck on the open market? Or because of the weirdness of everything, I think you got to bring him back. I, I think Kenley Jansen has to start this season with the Dodgers. All right, well, if there's one thing we know with the Dodgers, they don't typically go out and make bad deals, right? They're, they're very smart with the deals that they make. Uh, Mason, right after um, right after it was announced that, that baseball is back, Mason uh, hopped on with myself and Ramona, and he said that he was looking for a three-year deal. I think no. that's just going to be the question. The question's going to be questions, and I think the Dodgers want to do a two-year deal. Mm-hmm. I think the Dodgers have been a smart enough organization. They've been a responsible enough organization. By the way, you have Trinan as well, just keeping that one in mind that you have that player that's there. Um, I think they probably want Kenley back too, but I, I think they also are going to do what they've done for a really long time here, which is make smart decisions. They want him back on a deal that makes sense for them. Yes. Right. If, if he, if Kenley is digging in and saying, I want three years and I'll just pick a team at random though. Oakland A's are offering me three years. Okay. Bye. Thank you for everything you've ever done. Uh, we're going to because you do have Blake Trinan. They have shown some interest in bringing Joe Kelly back. You have some options in your bullpen. And by the way, the Dodgers do things. Who knows what they're going to look like at the end of the season? If they go into the season without him, and all of a sudden you realize that you're missing him, Dodgers will make a They'll move. They'll make a move. At they the always do. They can. They can. They can fix it on the fly. What's harder to fix is if you do give a dude like that three years, and he comes out and he's throwing 87 in June of this year. It's like. 
I got two and a half more years of this. That's what the, the Dodgers are the best at not putting themselves in those situations. And I could see them. I could see them, uh, you know, a two-year deal. I could see that for them being, look, you win and we win. You get, you get two years. Um, you still get a chance to win. You still get a chance to go get another World Series. You stay with the same franchise that you've been with for X amount of years. I think, to me, two years doesn't sound absurd by any stretch. Three would be, that would be more unorthodox than what the Dodgers are accustomed to doing. Here's something I didn't think we'd see. Dave Roberts said he doesn't want to close the door on Trevor Bauer being in camp with the team. Uh, that's the first time I've heard anybody say his name out loud with regard to the Dodgers in a very long time. Like, not only were they not, like, lining up to say, Trevor Bauer's a great guy, never in a million years. This is – they immediately went, yep, get him out of here. We're not even going to talk about him. We're going to let this thing play out. Well, it played out. And it kind of was a big, fat nothing, right? Like, he didn't get charged with a crime, their restraining order, all of these things. There's no way. You, you can't bring this guy back. Say again exactly what he said. This is a tweet from Blake Harris, who okay. wrote, Dave Roberts said he doesn't want to close the door on Trevor Bauer being in camp with the Dodgers. Now, maybe you bring him in to try to increase his value for somebody else, but you bring him in, you open up a That's whole bunch of questions for people because his mere presence, mm-hmm. now every other person there is like, hey, you guys seem pretty eager to throw him out the door when it happened. Now he's back. How do you feel about that? Those are the questions that they don't want to have to answer, right? Yeah, it's an interesting one. I wasn't expecting that. I think you and I both over the last couple of months just assumed, yeah, he'll never, never uh, rock a Dodgers uniform again. And it's not that he won't end up somewhere else. It's just that he wouldn't play for the Dodgers anymore. That, that'd be surprising if he's a part of spring training. Let me throw this out there. They need him. That's the, that's the other part that's weird. Like the, where they are with their pitching staff and it's the guys that are hurt and everything else, other guys that have left, they need him that him in your rotation makes you a better team. Him in your locker room might make people want to, you know, run the other direction, but the dude could pitch and you need pitching. So, and he's, and he's under contract. He's on your team. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's a, it's a really bizarre situation that they find themselves in. I, I don't think he's coming back, but that's the first time I've said, okay, let's, let's, let's see what happens next. The dump coming up next is Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I don't know if you guys touched on this yesterday or not, but I, I feel like uh, we need to discuss it at least for a minute or two. I want to go hang out at Lincoln Riley's house. How do we become friends with him? Because I saw some of the pictures of his spread in uh, Palos Verdes. My goodness, being a football coach is a good job. So weird he left Oklahoma. So weird. <laughs> yeah, Nothing. They, they, they don't have a lot of that in Norman. <laughs> the house, the wine cellar, and the ocean view, and the putting green. 600 the bottles of wide? What? <laughs> Piece of cake. It's a nice that love that NC, houses? I love that NCAA is a nonprofit. 
nonprofit organization. Yeah. Well, Lincoln Riley is just, you know, he's just coaching some kids after school. Yeah. Making, making sure that they stay It's fit. a tax write-off. <laughs> you got to keep your body fit while you're making your Jeez. mind a uh, special dynamic. But, that, my gosh, like, it's such a good point you bring up. This idea that guys, and by the way, I'm not begrudging this guy at all. Good for you, Lincoln Riley. But that he can live like that and we're pretending that college football is amateur sports is hilarious. They stopped, uh, they stopped pretending. They, they try to make it sound like it is, and then there's a blanket of Coca-Cola as your sponsor. They stopped pretending. They stopped pretending a long time ago. <laughs> Not really. Not really. They, they, they're able to do it out front now with NIL and stuff, but yeah. there, there are still people clutching their pearls about, well, what about the school? What about missing time for school? What about, you know, they get an education for free. Yeah, coach lives in a $40 million oceanfront house. hell? <laughs> By the way, that home is just ridiculous. Hit me up, Lincoln. I'm ready. I'll come over. I'll, I'll roll a few putts on your green. We'll drink a couple of bottles of your wine. In one of watch. the seven bedrooms. <laughs> yeah. Well, what's the name of the movie, Emily? Fresh. We can watch, Fresh. Uh, we can watch Fresh together and make also, it Also, what I don't get to, it's seven bedrooms, 12 baths. That's a lot of baths to bedroom that's how, ratio. That's how, that's how it always is. I don't understand that either. Always, some of these houses that you go look at in these whatever fantastic areas, ten thousand square feet. There's always almost double the amount of bathrooms. What are you rotating? I'm going to use this one on Wednesday. Yes, this one's just exactly on Thursday. It it's it's the very uh, hoity-toity version of marking your territory. I'm going to go in the upper northwest quadrant today. I'm going to go down to the uh, the kitchen area tomorrow, and you just kind of like to be the king of the castle, if you will. That's how you know what day it is. <laughs> No, today's got to be Wednesday. I used the, uh, the, 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 with the powder room by the front door today. It's definitely Wednesday. I, I couldn't forget another way. Uh, speaking of the advertising that you mentioned, the Coca-Cola is everywhere. MLB is going to have some uh, advertising on their uniforms, on their helmets, and I'm surprised it took this long, right? That as long as there's not like a giant Ford logo on the side of the Dodger helmet, I don't think it's going to make much of a difference. The Lakers, the NBA, they have logos all over their uniforms. You don't even really notice. Well, this is what always happens. Anytime something like that, you know, it's uh, – let me tell you what's more odd. What's more odd that it's Dodger Stadium, right, that it's not – that it does not have a, a naming rights partner on the front of the stadium. But this kind of stuff – Right. This this kind of stuff is much more uh, common and it's going to become more common as we just go. And by the way, this is an NBA thing, like you mentioned in the beginning. It was really weird. But what did that last for a week, two weeks? And then it was over. And it's like, OK, yeah, that's part of the jersey. Nobody cares after and that. Because it's not like the MLS where like the, the jersey is the corporate sponsor. Right. That's like the biggest font on your jersey. And then the, the team crest is a little thing like up above on your chest. As long as it still says Dodgers on the front of the jersey and yeah. not, you know, Subway, I think I think everybody will kind of get used to it pretty quickly. Let me ask you this. If you're if you are a premium premium brand like the Dodgers, okay? okay. And your corporate sponsor that's going to get premium real estate on your jersey, right? Right mm-hmm. there on the front. Do you care what it is or is it just goes to the highest bidder? Like do you want to market something that makes a lot of sense? for your fans, for your brand, or is it just who's got the most cash? Um, I think it's a combination. I think you have to care what it is. I think you're obviously paying attention to your brand. This is something that the Lakers were able to do, and I'm sure the Dodgers will be able to do this as well. Go to a Dodger game. You're going to see these are not just local partners. Yeah. These are international partners. You know, I think Turkish Airlines has been one for a while. You, you can have a – the Lakers did this with BBGo, right? Like that's one of their – it's a food – 
sponsor, mm-hmm. but it's not based here in Southern California. It's not so the I, habit. I, it's not the <laughs> habit. Yeah, it, it's it's not you know it's not a local brand. So I do think it matters. You, you got to I think keep it in mind. But you're also an international. They're an international player. The Lakers are an international player. Anthony Davis turns 29 years old today. Al, happy birthday to AD, 29th birthday. And boy, did that turn fast for Anthony Davis from we've got the bright future ahead of us to, hey, we'll see what it looks like when he comes back at only 29 years old. Well, he's, look, he's, and Worthy was mentioning this when we had him on a little bit earlier. They still can, I, I'm, I'm going to look more down the road, okay? Anthony Davis, he's only 29 years old. I don't know what they can do to obviously and what Anthony Davis can do to try to be on the floor more and avoid injuries. I think he is more injury prone. I think that's safe to say, but he's only 29. And I think that kind of sticks out to me more than anything else. You forget. I almost feel like AD feels like AD is older. He's not. He still has three, four more years technically in his prime. LeBron's Mm -hmm. doing what he's doing at 37. We'll see how things play out, but I, it, I know it's been disappointing. It's such a good point because you're talking about he needs to be on the floor, and the idea that he could get healthy and be the guy he was, it doesn't seem ludicrous. It seems perfectly plausible until you kind of ask yourself this. You know a lot of guys that were healthier in their 30s than they were in their 20s? Mm-hmm. No, right? There, there are guys that are healthy in their 30s, but they were usually healthy in their 20s too, right? Guys that play a long time typically don't get hurt until they start to get hurt and then it happens. And typically guys that get hurt all the time continue to get hurt all the time and then get hurt more frequently as they get into the second part of their career. He's unfortunately in that second group. He's never really had a, a period of time where you feel like, hey, look, we, you, you know he's going to be here every night. Never mind his performance. Just literally, yeah. is he available every night? He's never really had a long run like that. I think he's supposed to get reevaluated soon, too. Because they said, remember, they said four weeks, and that was on February 16th. I want to say it was that injury right before the All-Star break. So you're looking at maybe by maybe a week from today he's reevaluated. We find out when he's coming back. How about this? This feels like 20 years ago. It was actually only two years ago today that the NBA pulled their plug after Rudy Gobert tested positive. I know that uh, – that's when the world really kind of went, oh, we're in for a whole thing we've never experienced before. That seems like a lifetime ago, Al. I was, uh, I was on the air with Mason when that was all going on. We were doing our crosstalk at the time. And from that moment on, it was like, okay, yep, things are completely different. And the fact that it was Rudy Gobert, how about that? Yeah. Him touching the mics a couple days before that, just, just crazy, insane. Mason and Ireland is coming up next. Have a fantastic weekend. We've got baseball back. Enjoy the baseball coming up just around the corner. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN.